We continue to look at our culture values of strengthening our culture, unity, generosity, honour, excellence, celebration. Thank you for those who have spoken to us in the past week or so to say, hey, we're getting it, or we're just beginning to get what you're talking about. It's encouraging. There are others who think, what are you still talking about? Why are we labouring culture so much? I get that as well. But the other is we'll continue to labour it because it's so important. Culture is so important to any organisation, any church, any home. Culture trumps vision, so we'll continue to focus on our culture. Last week, Kerry preached a great message on honour and mentioned uh, if we cared a meal that we always have the main course and honour's like the main course. It's the main ingredient uh, for a meal and for our culture values, honour is the biggie. And I want to share some thoughts around honour and other culture values in general from a passage of scripture, which was a daily reading on Tuesday of this week from First Peter. Um, reading from your 11 translation, it should come up on the screen. So get rid of all evil behaviour. That's a full stop message in itself, but we'll not go there. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you had a taste of the Lord's kindness. You're coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honour. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priest. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scriptures say, I'm placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honour. And anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust him recognise the honour God has given him. But those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected, has now become the cornerstone. And he is a stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's word, and so they meet the fate that was planned for them. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you had received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbours. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honourable behaviour and they will give honour to God when he judges the world. It's incredible we started this today with speaking about honouring Jesus and the name of Jesus. And David read a portion about honouring Jesus. And this talks about honouring Jesus. Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is writing to believers in a region called Asia Minor, which is mainly Turkey and some surrounding areas. And he finishes the previous chapter, though he didn't write it in chapters, obviously. He wrote, For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever. Because it comes from the eternal word of God. And he starts, so get rid of evil behaviours. I.e., you have a different faith system, a faith basis, a life basis, which changes and affects how you should live. How you live and what you live by now causes a behaviour to change in your life. 
You don't live for world values, you live for kingdom values. You live not for a world culture, but the culture of kingdom. You live for culture kingdom, so stop what you were doing and start living in a new way which brings honour to God. Your culture carrier. You might think, I don't understand this culture. I'm not into all this culture stuff. But I want to tell you, whether you're into it or not into it, whether you understand it or don't understand it, whether you like it or don't like it, you're a culture carrier. The question is not, am I a culture carrier? But it's, what type of culture do I carry? We are all culture carriers. Your attitude, your behavior reflects the culture you carry. In church, at home, at college, at work, in supermarkets, online, while driving your car, while watching your sports team, while in a live group, while playing five-a-side on a Monday, while being at Little Angels on a Wednesday morning, while being at Diamonds on a Thursday, wherever you go, whatever you do, reflects your culture. And not only culture carriers, but there's culture comparisons. Peter gives contrasting behaviors, patterns here. Contrasting attitudes expressed in behavior, which is contrasting as well. There's a culture of deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, unkind speech, disobedient to God's word. That is a culture that some people carry. And you say, you used to be like that. Those who reject Christ, that is their culture. But then this version reads a statement. After, that's their culture. But then he comes up with, but you are not like that. Title of this week's message, Not Like That. I thought about preaching next week on Like That, Not Like That, Like That, but I thought some of you are going to get a Tommy Cooper idea instead of Jesus Christ's idea about it. But what Peter is saying here, your culture is different. Your culture is not the same as that culture that's in the world. You used to be like that, but now you need to portray a different culture and different culture values and expressions. And the culture that we express, he says, is geared towards the honour of Jesus Christ. Our culture and everything we do is, yes, we honour people, but ultimately it's to honour Jesus Christ. We read, Jesus was chosen for great honour. Verse 6, we've read it here, God's given him a name above every other name. It was chosen for great honour. You and I are chosen to bring him great honour. He was chosen for great honour, but we have been chosen to bring great honour to him. Peter says, there are those who live by different values, but even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they can look at your behaviour and see it's honourable, it's genuine, it's authentic, and they can still bring God to, glory to God, honour to God when he judges the world. Yes, ultimately, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, but before that day, we have the privilege, we have the honour to do it now, and we get the honour and privilege of bringing honour, bringing glory, bringing praise to Him, not just for how we sing, how we speak, but how we live. And others can look at it and say, wow, there's something about them. I don't agree with them, but there's got something that I have not got. And then in verse 1 it says, you are coming to Christ. Let me tell you, everything is about Christ. Everything is about Jesus. It's his name we meet in. It's his name we honour. It's his name we live for. It is all about Jesus Christ. It's all about him. Uh, Pastor Alan Hewitt preached a great message at the ARG conference this year on the supremacy of Christ. And four points. I'm giving him the credit, so don't worry, I'm not copying it. It says, Jesus must be at the centre of church. 
Jesus must be the centre of worship. Jesus must be the centre of the gospel. Jesus must be the centre of our hearts. I.e., everything we do, everything we say, everything we do in church and out of church is for the honour of Jesus Christ. Honour, yes, it's a culture value. But ultimately, all our culture values are for one reason, to honour Jesus Christ. It was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honour. Listen, the culture comparison is we live in a society where the culture is self-glory, self-image, self-esteem. How many likes on my Facebook, how many followers on Instagram, TikTok, whatever you want to do. It's the acceptance of men. We have a culture where we want the acceptance of men. We have an acceptance. We want people to like us. We have an acceptance. Listen, don't go about trying to get people not to like you. Please hear what I'm saying. But the culture value is me and my image and people liking me and who I am. The kingdom culture is an acceptance of God. It's an honouring of God. It's about him, not about us. Listen, while I say that, there's some people in here, and I know rejection can be hard, and you've maybe been rejected. You have been rejected, whether it's relationships, whether it's work, whether it's positions, whether it's ministry. You have rejection in your life. I just want to tell you today, there's a God in heaven who knows what it feels like to be rejected. There's a God there, there's a saviour who was rejected by men. He knows what you're going through. He knows what it was like. But listen, he was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God. Too often, the culture that we live in is to be accepted and liked by people. That's not the culture that we should be living by. The culture is, it's what this God accepts us, God honouring, not people pleasing See, it's not about image, it's about identity. The world lives for image, my image, who I am, what people say about it. But often that image is because of a lack of identity in their lives. But the culture, the kingdom brings an identity which causes us not to care about our image, but about his image. About praising him. But our identity says you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. You're his holy priest. You are chosen people. You are royal priests. You're a holy nation. You're God's very own possession. Once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. I hope you really grasp that your identity in Christ is that you're part of a holy nation. You're a special person. You're a child of a living God. You're part of the body of Christ. Your identity and all you are is in Jesus Christ. And if we really grasp who our identity was, it wouldn't matter what people say about us or how many lights we get or what people's image of us and our image is. Our identity is rooted and grounded in who we are in Jesus Christ. And that should mean it doesn't matter. I don't need to live for men's approval. I live for his approval. I live for his honour. I live for his praise. It says, listen, others stumble because they don't obey God's word. And it says, they meet the fate that was planned for them. There's a culture of disobedience to God's word. And then the Bible says, and they meet the fate that was planned for them because they have that culture. But then it says, but you who obey God's word, you don't. Listen, those who disobey God's word, it says there's a fate that awaits them. There's a destruction that awaits them. But let me tell you, for those who do obey God's word, there's a fate for you as well. For those who obey God's word, the fate is blessing, favour, promise, grace, mercy, eternal life. If you have a culture of obeying God's word, that's the fate that awaits you. Others 
who lack identity and try to live for man-pleasing betray poor culture. But you are not like that. Listen, we need to grasp that we are not like that. It's not a conceited thing. It's who we are in Jesus Christ. It's by the grace of God. But listen, we need a culture in the house which has a, yes, this is what embraced, but it's a not like that, which is included as well. When other people are choosing to dishonor people, when other people are choosing to run people down and talk bad of people, we don't. Why? Because we are not like that. We're in your staff room or your cloakroom or wherever you are and people are gossiping about the boss or other members of staff you don't like. You know what? We don't do that. We are not like that. We speak life. We speak encouragement. When others are dissing, others are going around telling lies and spreading gossip, we are not like that. We speak life. We speak hope. We speak picture into their life. When others sow discord and division, we don't do that because we are not like that. We don't like that. We do everything we can to cause harmony and unity and encouragement. That's not always agreeing, but it's, hey, I don't agree with you, but my heart's still with you. I'm still for you. Others just want to go about sowing discord and division at your work and your home and your workplace, wherever you go, sometimes in church, sadly. But you know what? You're not like that. That's not the culture because you're in Christ and you're Christ and you want unity. When others do the minimum required, when others have an attitude, well, that's enough. I'll just get away with what the least I can do. You're not like that. You say, you know what? My culture is excellence and I'll do the best I can. I'll do the best I can. And my others say, well, well, it'll do okay. You say, no, no, do. If we can do better, we will do better. If we can improve it, we will improve it. If others are turning up late and think it doesn't matter, you say, I'm not like that. I'm going to be in time. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to look for ways to improve me as a person. I'm going to look for a way to improve my ministry. I'm going to look for a way that I can improve my connection with people. I'm going to look for a way to get better and better better and better in every area of my life. Others are just getting by and think, just do enough. We said, I'm not like that. I'm going to be be the best I can. When others give us little money, time, praise, effort as they can, you're not like that. So I'm going to say, how much can I give? How much time can I give to this? How much can I encourage this people? How much money can I give to that offering? How much encouragement? How much love? How often can I go and help people? Know why? Because you're not like that, which is how little didn't you get away with? You're not like that, because your culture is different. Our culture is different. I mean, others are jealous of others and their success and their reward, and they start pulling them down. You're not like that. You celebrate other success. You celebrate with Denton and Stacey. You celebrate others been honoured. You celebrate other people been blessed. You celebrate what's going on in other people's lives. Do you know why? Because it's not about your image. It's about your identity. I mean, you know who you are in Christ and you know who you value, the value God has placed on you. It doesn't matter how much they're celebrating. That does not diminish you. We live in a world, if they're getting bigged up and they're getting celebrated and they're that, it means I'm less and less. But you know, in our culture, if they're getting celebrated and they're getting bigged up, it means we're getting bigged up because we're part of the same body and it doesn't diminish who I am because my identity is not in how much you say and celebrate me. My identity is in who I am in Christ. So we are not like that where we get jealous and we pull down because others are celebrated. We have a different culture which we celebrate others. But you can do that when you're rooted and grounded and know who you are in Christ. The band are coming back up. That was a short message, wasn't it? Okay, well, that was a short introduction, I could say. 
but we need culture care. We're culture carriers. There are culture comparisons, but we need culture care. It's simple, but it's not easy. This is what Peter says. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbours. Or be careful to practice the culture values you embrace. Whether you feel like it or not, whether those around you are practising the same culture values or not, whether you're going to gain from it or not, be careful to live properly. Be careful to live properly. Be careful with your culture values. That means protecting them. That means valuing them. That means looking after them. You know, every one of us in here has something in our world, in our life, that we care about. Not just people. We have something in our world which is precious to us. It's important to us. And we care about it. There's some items in my house I dare not break. Because I know the value they are to Cathy. Some of them me as well, but some of them just Cathy. But you know what? It doesn't necessarily mean the most expensive things. It's because of who gave them to you, or it's because of what they represent. You know, our cultural values, we believe, are given to us by God, church. They represent the honor of God. So it doesn't matter how expensive they may or may not be. We care for them because they're precious to us. We need to take care of our cultural values, which means when they're not working, then we need to fix it. Because culture care is important. And it's easy to stand on a Sunday morning or preach it and talk it. It's simple, but it's not easy to practice. But as a church, we're... We're hitting this because we know how important it is to have a culture in the house, which is God-honoring. But we need to collectively say, I'm going to care about the culture of the house because it's precious, because it's valuable to who we are. It's God-honoring. And know why we do everything? It's for the honour of Jesus Christ. Honour, yes, part of that is honouring people. That all our cultural values are for one reason to bring honor to Jesus. Jesus should take the highest honor. And everything we do, it's for his honor and glory. So, in summary, please stand if you can. If you can, it's okay. Let me just say there was a culture that Peter described which was dishonoring to God and it was bad practice. But let me just declare over you you are not like that you are not like that you are a culture carrier whether you want to be or not make a decision I'm going to be a culture carrier for the honour of God there are culture comparisons which even be culture clashes it's easy in a Sunday morning but in a workplace it's not easy at home it's not easy there's a culture clash but you need to keep practising the culture of the kingdom, the culture of the house. And we need to be careful as a church, as individuals, to take seriously, to work consistently, with diligence to make sure we maintain our culture values. Honour's the main dish of our culture values. But at the pinnacle, at the centre, Jesus, chosen for great honour. And us, 
as followers of Jesus Christ. Peter Wright, you who trust him, recognize the honor God has given him. He was chosen for great honor. We are chosen to bring him great honor and praise and adoration and worship. Now honor us to finish today by honoring Jesus, by giving honor and praise to Jesus. Jesus shall take the highest honor. Let us be part of those who choose to give him the highest honor in our life. Amen.